Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 5th. It is seven minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. As we begin the program today, let me wish you a happy repeal day. It is the 90th anniversary of the end of Prohibition. And we also have Kevin back. So we're back to normal, Rob. Aren't you so excited? Oh, my goodness. I just, if I had any more excitement, I would literally burst at the seams, Casey. All right. Let's talk about the House Oversight and Accountability Chairperson, James Comer. Yesterday, he released subpoenaed bank records showing that Hunter Biden used a business entity to make monthly payments to daddy, Joe Biden. Oh, so there's, you mean more proof that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were totally in cahoots together in terms of Hunter's illicit business dealings. Yes. Oh, okay. That's exactly what I'm saying. And so it's Groundhog Day, Casey, because here we are again Mm -hmm. with uh, high-ranking government officials, in this case, James Comer, usually him, showing more proof that Joe Biden was getting uh, very highly questionable payments, uh, that Joe Biden appears to be joined at the hip with his son, and Yet, Casey, Mm -hmm. once again, just like Groundhog Day, nothing ever happens because of it. Right. It's just James Comer coming out saying, hey, we found more stuff. Hunter Biden currently under investigation by the Department of Justice for using this Owasco PC corporate account for tax evasion and other crimes. The Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, says that House Republicans will continue to follow the facts wherever they lead. I'm aware... That Hunter Biden is a skeezy criminal. Mm -hmm. I'm aware that Joe Biden was in business with Hunter Biden. I'm aware that Joe Biden had a a very likely elaborate pay-for-play scheme that benefited not only himself, but many, many members of his family. I don't need any more information, Casey. I know what happened, as does anybody with a firing synapse in their brain. What I need James Comer and the Republicans to do is something about it. Okay, so the House Oversight Committee has identified more than 20 different shell companies and they've uncovered how the Bidens and their associates raked in over $24 million. This happened between 2015 and 2019 and they were selling Joe Biden as the brand. And here we have the chairman, James Comer, saying that he has uncovered direct monthly payments to Joe Biden from Hunter Biden's business entity. Today, the House Oversight Committee is releasing subpoenaed bank records that show Hunter Biden's business entity, Owasco PC, made direct monthly payments to Joe Biden. This wasn't a payment from Hunter Biden's personal account, but an account for his corporation that received payments from China and other shady corners of the world. At this moment, Hunter Biden is under an investigation by the Department of Justice for using Owasco PC for tax evasion and other serious crimes. And based on whistleblower testimony, we know the Justice Department made a concerted effort to prevent investigators from asking questions about Joe Biden. I wonder why. The more we learn, it appears the Justice Department was trying to cover up for the Biden. Okay. But but, but, 
But not only do they not do anything about it, they keep funding all of Joe Biden's top priorities through each of these spending bills that they pass. So I don't want to hear anymore, Casey, about how angry the Republicans are at Joe Biden or what a skeezy con man Hunter Biden is or, uh, you know, what a what a just a basically mafia figure Joe Biden is. I, I don't want to hear it anymore because not only do you not do you not do anything about the thing that you've had proof of since the day you took control of the government in January of, of this year? You keep rewarding him. You keep giving him money for all of his big government projects and propositions. So I don't don't want to hear any more about it. If you're going to do something about it, then you'll have my attention. Until then, it's just people. They're literally using it. They're keeping it going for as long as they can because they're using it as a campaign issue. Isn't it interesting how quickly they moved on George Santos? Yeah, boy, but that's then, wild, isn't it? And and this stuff with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden just keeps dragging on. But uh, Joe Biden maintains that he, you know, did nothing wrong. But let's do a little flashback, yes. shall we? Let's go back all the way to October of 2020. Mm-hmm. And here's Joe Biden saying there's no controversy about his son. Okay, Mr. Biden, if I can. Sure. Questions or controversy about Biden, your son? There is no controversy about my son. It's all a lie. It's a flat lie because the president has nothing else to run on. If you notice, and while American people are talking about what's happening to their families, he has no plan. In the debate, he has no plan. Everything from the Wall Street Journal, every other major news outlet has said what he's saying is simply not true about my son. Okay. Seems like it was true. But wait, Rob. Oh. There's more. Remember these? How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and, and the government. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business Yes, I stand by that statement. Yeah, he's standing by that statement still. So direct payments from Hunter from the shady business dealings yes. with China. It's, it's, it's all good. That's all in the up and up. Nothing to see here, people. Move along. But but is it really that much different than what's happening throughout this country? So you take places like California, where you have people blatantly bursting into, whether it's, it's convenience stores or drug stores or shopping, uh, places of various shopping uh, opportunities, and they will just take $800 worth of stuff. With their trash bags loading it in. Right. Yeah. And nothing happens to those people because the prosecutors have said unless it's whatever the dollar amount is, 900 or whatever, we're not prosecuting it. Is it really, is this really that much different than that? Why do those people do it? Because they don't fear repercussion. Why do people shoot each other in Indianapolis? Because there's a good chance they're going to get away with it and if by some chance they get caught, there's a decent chance they might beat it at trial and even if they don't beat it at trial, there's a chance, decent chance, they'll be back out on the street sooner rather than later. They don't, when people don't fear repercussion, they do the thing. Joe Biden and his family are so brazen about it because there's never been any ramification for it, and they don't believe there ever will be any ramification for it. So one thing that is changing within the Biden administration is they are dropping the term 
Bidenomics in speeches and online as the 24 presidential election closes in. Uh, They're they're saying that people just aren't buying it. They've decided to stick with people over politics. That's the new catchphrase, people over politics. They stole that from me, Casey. Rather than Bidenomics. Nah, I'm going to call bullcrap on this because they stole that from me because I was going to use that if I was ever... uh, hit in the head by a large anvil or suffered from some serious amnesia of some sort and was convinced to run for public office again, I was going to use people over politics. So mm-hmm. I'm calling that right now and I'm getting royalties <laughs> on whatever t-shirts or flags or whatever else, the yard signs they sell on that because I had already claimed that one. I think it's finally sinking in that there's a negative connotation with Bidenomics. They were very <laughs> proud of it, but according to a Fox News poll, 78% of voters rate the the economy negatively majority feel that it's worse and only 29 percent of voters approve of biden's handling of the issue so bidenomics is a big stinker all right let's uh, kev 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 you just moved right you have you have now moved into a new palatial estate is that correct yeah uh how much are you <laughs> look, yeah i've never seen somebody see be less excited about having a new place this dude is 28 years old mm-hmm. he's single he's a musician he works in radio and and he has his own place and I've never seen a guy less enthusiastic. He's tired. I mean, women should literally, you should be the considering the prospects of women just throwing their underwear in your direction with all of those <laughs> things you have going for you. And that's the level of excitement I get on, Kev, you have a new place, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the point part of it is, though, right, you are now going through Bidenomics, which you now have to, you've got to pay rent. You've got electric bills. You've got grocery bills. Like, you are feeling Bidenomics. you got to make the first and ma- last month's rent payment. You are feeling Bidenomics. Bidenomics in real time. Yeah, that's true. All right. Hey, what else do you want from me? You want me to cry on the air? (laughs) No, no, but I do want you to laugh at this. This happened at the Kennedy Center Honors. Here's Joe Biden getting funky. He was stumbling his way through remarks. He's honoring Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees. Uh, Barry Gibb. This is key, right? Barry Barry Gibb is his name. The only living Bee Gee left Mm -hmm. is Barry. Okay, mm-hmm. we're all in agreement on that. All right, see, There's one BG left. Yes. It's Barry Gibb, Barry and that's Gibb. the one being honored. Yep, okay. and uh, see if you notice what your president says. And while I know when you think of the Bee Gees, it's an infectious beat and the, that you hear <laughs> in your own mind, but I think it's universal. It's simple. Simple human truths that the lyrics contain. So often capture and grip our hearts. Mm-hmm. Lyrics like, there's a certain kind of light that never shone on me. From those hopelessly in love, or I've I've kicked around since I was born about the Bay Bridge 19-year-old struck by a dead-end job just trying to stay alive. The list goes on. Stay alive. The brothers Bound made it all seem effortless and almost magical. Mm -hmm. They described it as, quote, we'll be walking down the street together and we'll simultaneously begin to sing the same song in the same key. God love you, Billy. I tell you, that's incredible. God love you, Billy. Okay, so... His name is Barry. Yeah, and so let's review the Bee Gees brothers' names. Uh-huh. It was Barry, who's being honored. Uh-huh. Robin. Yeah. And Maurice. Mm-hmm. There was no William Gibb. <laughs> no. Th- there was no... Uh, there was no... Uh, there was no Billy Gibb. Nope. There was... There was... Barry, uh-huh. Robin, and, and Maurice. And I also love as though he is quoting BG lyrics, yeah. which are some of the most nonsensical, stupid, 
bull you know what you've ever heard as though it was some you know deep deep meaning bob dylan or jackson He's brown song staying alive <laughs> Which is only known because it's it's Travolta, right? Uh It is Travolta walking down the 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 street. This guy is just so Billy. Mm -hmm. Bill, you remember the extra the Billy Gibb? (laughs) He's thinking Billy Preston. (laughs) Wrong band. That was the Beatles. (laughs) Only Joe Biden could make "Staying Alive" seem like the most boring thing ever. (laughs) Sleepy Joe. Eighteen after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. (laughs) okay so we spent the break doing a deep dive on the lyrics of staying alive Mm -hmm. and joe biden now looks even more ridiculous ridiculous than he did when he called barry gibb billy yes god love you billy so if you missed the last segment (laughs) joe biden was at some event yesterday honoring barry gibb it was the kennedy center honors okay very good thank you it was the last he who is the last remaining bg Mm -hmm. it was maurice robin and barry gibb there was no william or bill or anyone who wasn't there an there was an andy gibb who was a who was a he was solo yeah but he was a cousin i think no Uh, he was the little brother was that's right okay thank you but still again not not only was not in the bgs he was also not named billy nor anything that resembles billy right and biden in the lead up to calling barry billy Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that as good as velvet i mean it's not quite as good as velvet because i know a hammer's in the middle of the, the biden madness thing but that so he's reciting lyrics to Stayin' Alive yeah. as though it is some deep, poetic, yeah. like, you know, heartfelt thing that is supposed to just be, you know, move you in some gut Song for the fashion. ages. It's, a, it's about a... It's a disco song. It's a disco song. <laughs> and it is, it, it's, you know, obviously was the focal point of the movie Stayin' Alive with John Travolta. Right. Which the... The memory of staying alive is not John Travolta's acting, just like every other movie John Travolta's ever been in. It's him in the disco suit walking down the street. Saturday Night Fever. Yes, yes exactly. The, the best thing to come out of staying alive is that people now use it to keep beat when they give someone CPR. chest compressions right. and CPR. Okay, so I'd like to read you, and I can do this more coherently than Biden, Okay, some of the actual lyrics to staying alive, and you tell me. If this is something that, you know, you would hear this, and if you didn't know what it was from, you would just fall off your chair and go, oh my gosh, that poor person. What a traumatic life that guy is living. Are you ready, Casey? Kev, are you ready? I'm ready. Well, now, I get low, (laughs) and I get high, Mm -hmm. and if I can't get either, I really try. Got the wings of heaven on my shoes. Mm -hmm. I'm a dancing man, (laughs) and I just can't lose. Yes. You know it's all right. It's okay. I'll live to see another day. We can try to understand the New York Times' effect on man. (laughs) Whether you're a mother, whether you're a lover. (laughs) Yeah, I can see why. Staying alive. I can see why he's inspired by that. I mean, my goodness. Mm -hmm. You just want to take an ice pick and jam it right into your heart when you hear that. (laughs) I mean, Good gosh, Casey. Good thing they're being honored at the Billy. Kennedy Center to Honors. You know what? Uh, one other thing that I uh, I heard about that, Dionne Warwick was also honored there. And she wore slippers. Oh. <laughs> she posed in slippers How in exciting. all of the pictures. Now, what is the standard to get a Kennedy a Kennedy Award? Obviously, many, many, many famous people have re- received it. Is it just mm-hmm. they pick whoever? Is there some standard? Is it like the Hall of Fame, for rock, like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where 
the 25 years after your d- debut album or is it just this person is old and has done a lot here congratulations they're given to those in the performing arts for their lifetime of oh. contributions to american culture so like you and i mm-hmm. might be able to mm-hmm. eventually get a kennedy award Sure, as we represent the very best of America's creative culture in esteem and artist's uh, body of work and influence. You know, when you talk about representing the best of American culture, you know who represents the best of American news? Uh, Kurt Darling. Absolutely, and he's next with the news. It's Kendall Casey on 93 WIBC. WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the WIBC hotline. Joined now by the conservative voice of the state of Indiana, Pastor Micah Beck. With all right, Beck. With Casey and I have this conversation quite a bit, and we're talking about why Ron DeSantis isn't doing better. And I maintain that there's a couple reasons, but I think one of the biggest is the idea of what it means to be a Republican doesn't mean anything anymore because the Republicans don't behave like their party platform says they're supposed to behave so it does you have no idea to judge who's doing well as a republican or who's the better republican what say you yeah well i think that's a great observation we have an identity crisis in the republican party what do we believe what do we stand on i mean we saw this in uh you know in some of these races just the municipality elections uh a few uh, weeks ago we had you know uh we had a republican running for mayor in indianapolis who was saying that uh he he was essentially going to usurp the second amendment and then we had a republican running for mayor in carmel who was supporting uh lgbtq bro- uh, pride fest with uh, drag shows for kids in it and so it's and and nobody called them out. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say nobody. I didn't hear too many of the the party leaders calling them out. There was a lot of grassroots people that were calling them out, but but where was the party leadership? Where were the the county chairs? Where were the people in, in office saying, "Hey, this isn't who we are as Republicans"? I think that's the problem I see with the Republican Party. We don't really. We don't really know what we believe anymore. Yeah, and I think when you look at it at a state level, like what is the Indiana Republican Party for? They're, they are the party now of higher taxes. They are the, the party of bigger government. They are the party of the largest budgets in state history. And it, it seems to me now it is more about just simply electing someone with an R next to their name from the Republican Party perspective rather than this person has these principles. Yeah, I mean, what... I've been saying this for a long time. What would happen if uh, if AOC, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez were to move to Indiana and she realized very quickly, well, I can't I can't win uh, any office uh, unless I'm a Republican. I'm just going to I'm just going to switch and become a Republican. I'm going to vote in two primaries. I'm still going to believe everything I, I I believe now. What would happen? I mean, we'd have to essentially let her into the Republican Party, and she's a she's an outspoken socialist. So, you know, if we don't stand for something, we're going to fall for anything. That's a, I love that statement. It's so true, and and we have to do a good job of of being better gatekeepers. And I know there's this mindset in the Republican Party, especially in Indiana right now, it's a, we want to be inclusive. We want to be inclusive, right? We want to be a big tent party. And I listen, I love including people, but not at the sake of abandoning our principles. It's the same thing like o- open borders. See, the Republican Party has kind of done the Biden open open border uh, concept, but on a smaller level, they said, hey, anyone's welcome. Just come, just come, just come. And, and yet we don't, we don't say, hey, you can come, but you need to assimilate to the values that made us great to begin with. And so this is the same thing that's happening on a national level. It's happening 
happening on a smaller microcosm within the party itself. Micah Beckwith joins us, the conservative voice of Indiana, and there's no way AOC would be part of the Republican Party in Indiana because she hasn't voted Republican in two consecutive elections. But I maintain I maintain that the Republican Party right now, Micah, is to say that you're in the Republican Party, say all the things that the Republican Party stands for, but nobody does it. Well, I mean, that's true, too. But but I would I would add to that, Casey. They don't know the Republican Party platform and the principles that we are rooted in. If you don't know the principles, I mean, listen, I'm a pastor at a church. If, if someone wants to follow Jesus, they need to know the principles that Jesus uh, preached, right? And, and so we teach those principles on a regular basis. I don't remember the last time I've been at a Republican function where someone pulled out the party platform and said, hey, let's go through what we actually believe as Republicans. And, and let's, you know, let's ask questions about these principles. Let's make sure we're in alignment with these principles. And I, I mean, I, I would be hard pressed to find anyone on the Republican leadership level that's saying, Here's the party platform, everyone. This is what we believe. Now, you know, go out there and, and, and win the day. So, and, Well, and this is why they hate us so much, because we they get mad at us for saying, you're not doing the thing you promised to do in your party platform, and somehow we end up being the bad guys on the radio because we point out you're not doing the things you pledge to the people to, to do. Right. And so if you're if, – yeah, I would be, have more respect for people who just said, hey, we, uh, we're going to change the platform to make it look uh, a lot more watered down or a lot more left-leaning and at least adhere to the party platform. It's the same thing you know, the Lord says in Scripture. He says, I'd rather you be hot or cold rather than lukewarm, because if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth, is what he says. And what he's saying, he's saying, I have more respect for those who are totally against me than those who fake it. You know, <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, they're totally against me and they're going to, they're going to lose at the end of the day, but at least they're being honest, right? <laughs> at least they're being honest with what they believe. And, and I think that's, I, I find myself getting really frustrated when, when I, when I see a lot of fake uh, Republicans. And it's, it's the, it's the age old principle of just the hypocrisy, right? Our theory is, or my theory is, and Casey gets slumped in with me, unfortunately <laughs> for everything is that you got to let, in many cases, you got to let this thing die because the Republicans, you talk about that big tent, they don't, they take you, Micah, they take me, they take Casey for granted. And that is no matter what we do, no matter what garbage we shove down your throat, you will vote for us no matter what. So we don't have to appeal to you. And so as such, then they start just looking for, it's a numbers game, right? It's about selling hamburgers, but instead of hamburgers for someone like Ann Hathaway, who's the state party chair, she just cares about an R next to the person's name. It's not whether it's a good hamburger. It's not whether it's an edible hamburger. As long as somebody bought the hamburger, in this case, it's somebody with an R next to their name she views that as a, as a success and i think kyle hupfer was the exact same way before her well i, I don't think it's just an and i think i think i see that all around the state with with uh with just republicans in general we gotta win right i hear that all the time it's win 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 and and this and again it's not just indiana i think it's a national thing we gotta win 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 why you know i can't support donald trump this time around because i just don't think he can win in a general okay well that's not what i asked you i said do you do you believe in what donald trump stands for or not like that like regardless of winning like what let's go to the principles first and we cannot abandon principles i would rather lose and keep my principles and then then to sell out my grandmother to the highest bidder and win like that's that's just me i maybe i'm uh maybe i'm old-fashioned maybe that's uh you know maybe that's an old dog uh kind of mentality but that's who i am and so i think we have to 
as Republicans, we can we can very much win, and I want to win too. And let's have, let's be very strategic in, in how we message. But let's not forget our principles. Let's not abandon our principles because that will ultimately cause us to lose if we abandon our principles. Because Democrats are just going to vote for the furthest left. They're not going to say, "Oh, well, you're a watered down Republican. You kind of look like a Democrat. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for you over uh, you know the real deal." No, they're going to go with the real deal every time. Uh, what's going on? There's some big shindig happening that you want to talk about? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I, you know, I, you, you called in. You're like, what are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, here's something going on tonight. Well, uh, well, so, so it's, fun, it, it, it's funny because your wife is like uber paranoid about her segment on Fridays, and three weeks ahead of time, she wants to like have everything laid out. And I told her, I said, that is not how we work here. We will place the phone call. We will determine what we're talking about. We will say go, and we will go on the radio and talk about that. Uh, and that's and, that's, and then half the time awesome. she prepares and we derail it anyway absolutely yes uh, <laughs> well, i hear about it trust me it's like they didn't talk about anything that i've been prepping for for the last three weeks <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor Susan. Like, i don't even know what we're talking about until the until he says all right here we go <laughs> all right what is what's happening <laughs> yeah we have the uh, right to life gala uh tonight in carmel uh at the ritz charles it's going to be a great event uh it's always a good event every year and i think some people think that the right to life battle is over and really it when Roe got overturned that that was really just kind of the beginning of the battle we've got to uh we've got to love women and we have to love uh the babies that they carry all in the same all in the same uh, uh vein and so so that's really the right to life has really kind of pivoted and said okay we're, we're able to protect children and in indiana we have the uh, uh we, we were able to outlaw abortion um uh very early on and so out, as far as an abortion ban goes it's pretty it's pretty much an abortion ban and we've seen abortions go uh drastically down but that doesn't necessarily solve all the problems so the right to life has as pivoting and we have this the slogan here in indiana uh love them both right the mother and the child and that's a that's a great uh christ-like uh mantra and so we need to uh we need to pour into that and and so you know if you're if you're looking for uh uh, places to give and this Christmas season, looking to support good organizations, uh, definitely check out the right to life because if you don't have the right to life, you'll never have the right to liberty and you'll never have the right to pursue happiness. It starts with life. Our founders knew that and that was God's plan and, and we've got to stand strong on that. Michael will be with us at Radiothon for a segment, Casey. I'm, oh, prepa- I'm prepared to give him the $200 that I raised for Project Rescue from the uh, I Hate and I Love Rob Kendall t-shirts for the past couple Fantastic. months. And uh, now that's just, I get like one percent of every shirt sold so luckily we've sold 10 million shirts which right. is equated to two hundred dollars uh, i'm really hoping that micah actually uh, <laughs> yes opens up his jacket pocket and i can actually put the money in the jacket pocket at radiothon you so never we'll- know he might open up his jacket and a bunch more money might fall out there you go <laughs> hey i have a question how many of those were i hate rob kendall shirts as opposed to i love rob kendall i want to see the breakdown because i want to know uh if i should be your friend or not well so. you know I was very disappointed in how many people bought the I Love Rob Kendall t-shirts. You can get those at store.hammerandnigel.com and every, I don't know, quarter or whatever they give me money, I'll just pass it along to Project Rescue, which fights human trafficking uh, all across the uh, all across the world. Uh, Micah, you're the best. Thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. Keep it up. Yep, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Morning, 948. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So John Fetterman 
said he sent an ethically challenged Bob Menendez uh, cameo video from George Santos, who was expelled from Congress last week. Okay, so we talked about this yesterday. Mm -hmm. Santos is on Twitter or a cameo now where they charge you, you pay a fee and somebody will record the message that you want them to record and you get hey it's brian's birthday and you know you're let's say tony danza i don't even know tony danza has a cameo but you could have tony danza hey brian it's your 40th birthday thanks for being a huge fan of who's the boss did you know my favorite episode is when wild and wacky angela accidentally walked in on me in the shower you know whatever and and so santos now because he knows he's going down and he's yelling timber is trying to make as much money off of his celebrity as he can while the 15 minutes are yep. still in check and he's not behind a in a prison cell somewhere and he's charging it's up to like $200 now it is it started at started at $75 went up to 150 and now it's up to 200 who would pay that John Fetterman <laughs> okay or anybody who wants to troll their liberal friends okay so Fetterman was um was talking on, I guess this was The View, and they were just beside themselves that he said this, Mm -hmm. that if you're going to kick Santos out, how do you not kick Menendez out when what Santos did is very serious and he's very likely going to go to prison maybe for a long time over what he did related to campaign finance uh, faux pas, which, by the way, one place to not screw around, and I don't know who needs to hear this, is with your campaign finance report, because it's all trackable if just one person in law enforcement wants to look at it. Mm-hmm. Because the bank records have to match up, and all it would take is one subpoena of your bank account to show whether it does or how the money was spent or whatever. And in the case of Santos, he spent it on a whole bunch of stuff he allegedly shouldn't have been spending it on. But the the point Fetterman was making is, you've got a senator in the case of Menendez that appears was on the take for a foreign government mm-hmm. in the case of Egypt, and he's still walking around. And Santos, while what he did is very serious, it didn't, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't even begin to compare with potentially a U.S. senator being on the take for a foreign government. Well, and it's also being reported. You know how he had those thirteen gold bars. Menendez yeah. did mm-hmm. in his house that four of them were from an armed robbery. <laughs> of course. So four of the gold bars from an armed robbery. The S- plot thickens. So Fetterman paid whatever the fee was at the moment because mm-hmm. it's changed a whole bunch. But whatever the fee was at the moment, he paid George Santos to record a video for Bob Menendez on Cameo. Yep. And we have it. So let's take a listen. Hey, Bobby. Uh, look. I don't think I need to tell you, but these people that want to make you get in trouble and want to kick you out and make you run away, you make them put up or shut up. You stand your ground, sir, and don't get bogged down by all the haters out there. Stay strong. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of giving him encouragement, right? Okay, so here's my question to you, because... When Mock was here, we had a Cameo account together, and we used to sell them all the time. Mm-hmm. Should we start a Kendall and Casey Cameo account? Sure. Now, we were nowhere near $200, but we had all sorts of people do this. Would you be willing to set that up? And, you know, the deal I had with Mock is you process it, you keep it, keep whatever you want. If every 
10 months, you want to throw me $5, you know, whatever agreement we come up with. Right. Would you be willing to, because yeah. I don't do anything on the internet. You know this. Well, if George Santos can have a cameo account, we can. Yeah. Right? Okay, so you're gonna. So should we do that? Yeah, we'll should, set it up. Okay, perfect. We'll set it up just in time for Christmas. How about that? You're, I'm putting you <laughs> totally in charge of that. Hey, you know what uh, is happening this week? It's tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, it's tomorrow. The fourth Republican presidential oh, primary debate. There's another one. Yeah. What don't you know at this point? Well, it's going to be hosted by News Nation. Oh, it's at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa, uh-huh. and uh, Megyn Kelly is going to be one of the moderators. Didn't she already moderate one? No, that's not. She's not a Fox News anymore who was it that who was the fox news person it was uh dana perino dana perino i get those two confused they, yeah. i mean they look exactly alike beautiful blondes yes um so this is going to be the fourth debate it will have some pretty strict uh qualification requirements uh-huh. and they have to have eighty thousand donors and six percent support in two national polls plus six percent in one national poll or one poll from an early primary why didn't state. they do this from the beginning like they could have saved, they could have saved. Doug Burgum's out, right? And so is Aza, Aza Aja, or mm-hmm. whatever his name is, Hutchinson, and Pence is Dunzo, and Tim Scott's out of there, and uh, who were there was probably another hanger on that I'm I'm forgetting that was there in the beginning. Uh, but why? Wh- like this is not an unreasonable thing to say you should be able to poll at six percent in mm-hmm. some some poll somewhere and get eighty thousand people in a country of three hundred thirty million to give you. One dollar. So it's being reported that Chris Christie isn't going to be on the main primary ballot. However, he did qualify for this fourth debate, the donor requirements. So now you're looking at Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Chris Christie. Of course, Donald Trump won't be there. So it's this. Oh, I guess Tim was Tim Scott in the last one. He was. Okay, so he's and, and then the very next day he said, "See." Ya. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got. Four. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Did you did you do that right? Is mm-hmm. that the math? Okay, so you got four. So you'll actually be able to get some stuff in. But what is the, what don't you know at this point? What are you going to learn to go, well, I was kind of on the fence. I guess I'm a DeSantis person now. Right. What are you going to learn that's going to change anyone's mind? All they're doing is making more work for you, Casey, because we know I'm certainly not watching this. Right. I'm going to have to stay up late and watch it. Uh, well, I guess it's one last chance for Nikki Haley to, quote, surge, as she says that she's been doing. Surge. Surge ahead in the polls, which... Uh, is that is that what we're calling it? Surging. Surging. Being beat by 50 points. That's a surge. Ron DeSantis asserting that she clearly is not a conservative and has produced no major achievements. So hard, I would look for those two to battle it. Hard to argue with that. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Round and round. What kind of-